Today is the fifth Sunday after Trinity Sunday, and the gospel appointed for this day is taken from St. Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter, beginning with the first verse. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, they stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. The multitude pressed about the Lord to hear the word of God. We often hear of the multitude coming near the Lord to hear the word. And sometimes the sermon which he preached to them is recorded. Thus, for example, we have the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. We have the Sermon on the Plain in Luke chapter 6. The multitudes would press close to the Lord, would follow the Lord into the wilderness. Sometimes they pursued because they desired to see the signs which he performed. Sometimes they pursued to eat of the loaves and the fish. The multitude pressed about Jesus to hear the word of God. But in the gospel reading, the word which we hear is that which he spoke to Simon Peter. In the context of Luke chapter 5, it seems almost like a chance encounter, though we know that the Lord does nothing by chance. We are told that Jesus stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Jesus spoke to the multitudes on many occasions. I believe that he now stood on the shore of the lake of Gennesaret because he had come for Simon and Andrew and James and John. There are many sermons, but only a few occasions in which the Lord called those who would proclaim his word. In his gospel, St. John tells us that the Lord had met St. Peter and his brother, St. Andrew, much earlier. We read in John chapter 1 that St. Andrew had been a disciple of St. John the Baptist. And when St. John identified Jesus as the Lamb of God, Andrew followed Jesus. And after he had heard the Lord, the gospel records concerning St. Andrew, he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon the son of Jonah, you shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. But both Andrew and Peter returned to their trade. They were not called then to be fishers of men, though they certainly believed. Based on the word of John the Baptist and the word of Jesus, which both men had now heard, they believed that Jesus is the Messiah. It was thus that when Jesus stood on the shore of the lake of Gennesaret, that as the brothers were washing their nets from a night of vain labor, seeking after fish, 
Then he, that is Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. The multitudes heard the Christ proclaim the word of God, but it is Jesus' words to Simon Peter that we need to hear today. What the Lord instructed Peter to do is contrary to everything that a professional fisherman of their age knew concerning their craft. Their nets, which were made for shallow casting, were intended to gather fish near the surface of the water, where they would be found at night. Launching into the deep and letting down their nets in the daytime was contrary to everything that Peter knew about fishing. But that did not deter him. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Simon's action is the fruit of the word of the Lord. St. Peter let down the net because he trusted the word of the Lord over his own experience. Consider those words. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Perhaps it passed through Simon Peter's mind that he would look foolish. But the word teaches us that if he thought any such thing, that was not what was controlling his actions. His course of action was subject to the word of the Lord, and his thoughts, his frustration at a night of laboring in vain, however he might have felt about getting the nets fouled again after they had just cleaned them, all such things remain entirely in the realm of speculation. What matters is that his words and deeds come in response to the word of the Lord. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to, to sink. Now, the Old Testament reading, which is appointed for this day, is from Jeremiah, the 16th chapter. And in the Old Testament reading, we hear the Lord declare that he will bring back the people. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. And afterward, I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill, and out of the holes of the rocks. In the early verses of the chapter, the Lord declares right before the portion of the chapter assigned for today's reading as follows. For there we read, And it shall be, when you show this people all these words, and they say to you, why has the Lord pronounced all this great disaster against us? Or what is our iniquity? Or what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then you shall say to them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, says the Lord. They have walked after other gods, and have served them, and worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and not kept my law. And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart, so that no one listens to me. Therefore I will cast you out of this land into a land that you do not know, neither you nor your fathers, and there you shall serve other gods day and night, where I will not show you favor. The iniquity of Jeremiah's generation was worse than that of their fathers, for their fathers had been idolaters and worshipped false gods. But the people of Jeremiah's time did something worse. They followed their own hearts. As God's word says, and you have done worse than your fathers, for behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart, so that no one listens to me. It was for this sin that they were scattered 
that in their iniquity they would worship the false gods of the heathen nations. Turning our thoughts then again to the gospel, we reflect on the, in the context of what we've heard in Jeremiah 16. There is an intensity to the actions of the fisherman, of the hunter. The hunter and the fisherman go after prey that don't want to be caught. When the Lord promised to send his fishermen and hunters, he promised that not only would they gather up those of Israel who would be saved, but also gather from among the Gentiles. For we read there, O Lord, my strength and my, and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come to you from the ends of the earth and say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, worthlessness, and unprofitable things. Will a man make gods for himself which are not gods? Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. What they had known previously were lies. That's what our hearts tell us. Lies. And that's what the religions of men tell us. Lies. Only the word of God is truth. And the degree to which people seek to bring the lies of men into the church, they corrupt the work of the church. St. Peter thus wrote to the church, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And we have heard the evil of speaking, contrary to the word of the Lord. Simon Peter was a faithful believer. And yet, when he saw what the Lord had done, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And the Lord does not disagree with Peter's self-assessment, but simply says to him, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. This is the power of divine absolution. It casts out fear because it delivers from condemnation through the forgiveness of sins, through the word. This is what the word of God grants to us. Perfect peace, because the word of the forgiveness of sins casts out fear because it casts out death. It is St. Peter whom the Lord called to be a fisher of men who declared in his first epistle in the third chapter, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. This is the unity of mind and spirit that comes through the word commonly confessed. The Lord sent forth St. Peter and the apostles to gather the church through the word. And all those whom the Holy Spirit thus calls are gathered unto the Lord through the word of God. There is a specific, divinely defined content to the apostolic preaching. As Jesus declares to the apostles after his resurrection, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. The gospel of the death and resurrection of the Christ, who made atonement for our sins through his suffering and death for us, is to be proclaimed to all nations. 
And the calling of the apostolic ministry is to teach all that which the Lord taught. For thus he declared in Matthew, the 28th chapter, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Neither the apostles nor their successors may choose to add or subtract from that holy teaching, and the church should never desire that anyone would. The word says things to us that our sinful flesh is not eager to hear, but still we must hear it. And it speaks to us a word of consolation which does not come from man, but is divinely bestowed, and therefore grants life to us, when we hear and believe that which is proclaimed to us. The cross attends the proclamation of the word and the hearing of the word. It is thus that St. Peter proclaimed, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. This is our joyous responsibility as children of God, beginning with those whom the Lord has called, to be the stewards of the mysteries of God, the called and ordained servants of the word. Each of us in our various vocations show forth our hope, even as the Lord daily forgives our sins and strengthen us, strengthens us against the assaults of the evil one. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who has prepared for them that love thee such good things as pass man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10.30 a.m. worship service. Sunday school is available for all ages at 9.30 a.m. For more information on Salem Lutheran Church or about these broadcasts, you may visit us on the internet at www.salemlutheranchurch.net. These broadcasts are provided through the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone.